Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365. After a good single malt, you sound like one. What can I get you guys? Oh, the usual podcast whiskey, something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves. Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes. That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about? Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. We're at double five fifty-five. That is so cool. But actually, of course, knowing what we want to talk about today, I actually want to go. Viva Las Vegas! Oh do, do, no! Do, do, do. Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! All right. I know we're talking about search, but I just couldn't resist. No. <laughs> <laughs> well. So how well, you doing, well, bro? How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. So I'm getting used to my new car. So Ooh. that's always fun. I mean, I keep finding new stuff, finding new features and new buttons and new things to do. So, so it's, what's the it's coolest good. thing so far you've found? Um, well, the, the lane assist is pretty funny. That that the it what? now just it it corrects my steering wheel when I'm hovering over the side of the road, which is really nice when I'm smoking my cigar while I'm driving and, and not paying attention to the road and it automatically corrects itself. Okay. So that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. That's cool. Have yeah. you worked out yet? It's got four wheels at the corner and one I, on each corner. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, works yeah, out yeah. Quite well. Yes, yes, yes. Have you worked yeah. out how to charge your phone yet with its charge phone charger thing? No, no. <laughs> so I actually need to go to the garage because I've got a, a few more questions that I need to ask as well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have to say, I've had my car now for three years, and I still love my motor. All right, the oh. Alpha, I I really do adore, mm-hmm. and uh, but I still have to redouble think which button to press to open the skylight, the sunroof, yeah. Yeah. or whether which one opens the sunroof and which one opens the cover underneath it, because it's they've got these pictures on there that in Italian, obviously these pictures say, you know, this is the sunroof, that, but and this is the roof. Color. Yeah, <laughs> but but those yeah. they don't translate into English. No, I get that. Yeah. But that's the fun of having a car, isn't it? It's true. It's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. It's, cool, it's cool, really cool. cool. Yeah. And um, what else can you tell me? Thursday. I'm speaking Thursday. So You're actually, speaking Thursday. Exactly. Um, no, no, no. We need to get the tense right here. So I really enjoyed speaking at Omaha on Thursday because I won't Last, release this yeah. until mm-hmm. Sunday and I'll have already done it three days ago. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Which yes. went flawlessly, of course. Absolutely. It went brilliantly. <laughs> Great audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good questions. Yeah. Great questions. Yeah. Great questions. That is true. Yes. So, guys, you better have had some good questions for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that I'm flying is... solo as well. Yeah, I know. I my, know. Yeah. Uh, my partner in crime is buggering off and, not, and leaving it to me. Yeah. So, now, what's that thing that you do? Um... Demos, demos, yes. Demos. I should practice some of those then, ready? Yeah, well. Now, we can deal with that. Yeah. And I'll try and keep it intact. I'm sure you'll do more than fine. Cool. So tonight's subject is, I used to be able to say, if you look at the back of my van, because I used to drive, you know, a van around, it would Mm -hmm. sit there and say, you know, um, information, content and knowledge and you want to talk about knowledge yes i think it's it's about time that we, that talk, we talk about, about knowledge, knowledge. 
Yes. Yes, I guess because a few weeks ago, um, well, Microsoft announced Viva, which is their four products all to do around employee experience, but they're all such different topics that we just can't talk about Viva as just one one thing. I mean, it's all so very different. Um, and we talked about Cortex before, and one of the Cortex things around knowledge management is now in, but it's live, so you can just set it up and you can start trying it out. The downside is, of course, we knew that it was gonna cost extra money, and it now came to five euros per user per month, something like did that. Did you did you invest? Not yet. You Not said yet. that about three months ago. I know, I know. So I, know. I, I need I need to start playing with it. But what, what I find amazing about all of this stuff yeah. is is we now have Viva Las Vegas. I'll try and stop doing that. I will try. <laughs> I can't guarantee it. You know, do, 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 do. But we um, really need to put some YouTube videos on there while you do that. Uh, <laughs> Well, Elvis little, dance. Do, do, yes, okay, exactly. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, do you remember Elvis Presley? Uh, no, you don't, do you? Okay, it's back to my age again. All right, let's oh, okay. let's just ignore that. Okay. Um, uh, and I forgot the freaking. You see, it's the age again. I forgot. Yeah. So we used to talk about knowledge management and SharePoint in mm. the same sentence. Yes. When 2003 SharePoint was released. Yeah. And so it's only took them 18 years to actually get to the point where it's now doing knowledge management. Actually, that that's really, really is very unfair, of course, because yes. it was all manually done then. So you could, you had the yeah. ability to set up these publishing pages that exactly. provided that and knowledge management, but it was long ago. 2013, of course, we had Wiki. So yes. that was our knowledge yes. management galore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So that was that, no, that was pretty good, and I actually set up some knowledge management systems, relying or depending on 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 that whole wiki feature because it was awesome because you could just create a page around a certain topic, a knowledge topic, and then you could just super easily link to that page when you were describing something else that was related to that. Yeah, so, no, I I absolutely agree. I mean, and yeah. even in two thousand and three, you were able to create content and publish it into a particular page and, yeah, and then sure. people will be able to go to a place. So exactly. it worked. So, you so could what's create... the difference? Well, that's the big question. So do we actually need that extra uh, topics uh, thing that we need to buy if we can also do a lot of that knowledge management without it? So we yeah. can still create our own topics pages. We can give them a special place in search. We can do text there. We can show documents. We can show people related to it. So we've got all that. But yeah. So what what does topics bring as an extra bit? What does Viva bring? Yes, exactly. Las Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah. So where I was going to go with this was was interesting, and in that um, I'm guessing I have to kind of go <coughs> delve. <coughs> oh God. You know, delve. <coughs> <coughs> And that's why we have Viva and the graph and all that. You can plot backwards the benefits of Viva, the capabilities, functionality of Viva, back through graph, back from graph through Delve, and all those concerns we had about, you know, uh, uh -huh. I was reading, of course, they're, they're depreciating Delve. The Delve app's going to disappear. The, off the mobile, mobile app is going to go yeah. away, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the word Delve only now appears when you click on the 
um, menu item that says show me my profile and oh Delve appears up on the yes. top bar because to be honest how many people do you know that actually use Delve it's, it's pretty amazing isn't it and we're going to talk about change a little bit later on of yeah. course when we talk about Viva and, and stuff Las Vegas and uh, <laughs> you're just going to keep doing I think that so. yes. I think so yes I think I probably am and um, but it but but it isn't really about a, bi a big, huge adoption and, and change. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. my teeth. I need to glue them back in again. Um, so, <laughs> so going back to Delve, what Delve actually did, though, was it found you the content one way or the other that yes. was of interest to you through an algorithm that, to be fair, was not perfect. Mm -hmm. And the whole product was not explained well. So people mm -hmm. used to panic left, right, and center. Um, but, of course, that has slowly evolved into being you know a little ai to being yeah. a big ai yeah and then 18 months ago when we used to go to conferences for real uh, you know we sat down and listened to them launch this thing mm -hmm. and we were amazed with lots of questions and so i was kind of here now and uh and to be honest it's very very exciting yeah but to be honest i also don't know any organization that has already launched it or is using it or playing around or testing it or... No, you do. You know, all I those do? organizations that Microsoft bribed to take part in all their <laughs> videos. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Those uh, preferred customers or how do they call it? Yeah, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. What was the freaking name of them? One of them was a big five consultancy company. Accenture, was it? Accenture did something with it? Maybe. No. I know that they'd done something McDermott. with... McDermott something 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 yes yeah see it does them well taking part in these videos we yeah. live we live and breathe Office 365 and Microsoft we sat and watched those videos launch mm -hmm. and we still can't remember the names of the companies yeah oh oh well anyway so that's the question what is this topics thing gonna provide as an extra and is it worth that that amount of euros can I can I go back again to what you said earlier briefly? And this question sure. I will not forget: yeah. Is it worth the euros? So you said there's four things been launched. So I just think we need to be clear to people about yes. what Viva actually consists yes. of. Yes, yes. And I know you got a video on your YouTube channel. So <laughs> yes. so if you want to catch Moraine's on his YouTube channel, that's in Dutch. fine. In Dutch. But I know. I was going. That was my punchline. Oh, sorry. Oh. <sighs> I need to just let you speak. I know. I no, 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 no. Listen, you've got this wild look about you with your hair. You're all ah. over the place. Uh, it's something else, guys. Tomorrow we're actually spending the day recording our Whiskey at Ease video. Yes. And I don't think Moraine's going to have his hair cut before then. No. So you're either going to see it in a man bun or you're <laughs> going to see it hanging around his ears tomorrow. You know, so yep. he actually looks like an extra from Roadhouse movie with Patrick Swayze. So uh, I'd say tomorrow, check out the new YouTube, Whiskey at Ease YouTube channel if you want to see Moraine. It's my hair. grunge look. Grunge look. Yeah, yes. it works. So seriously then, the four oh. areas of... Uh, okay. So uh, the one that I'm most excited about is the connections bit. Viva Connections, which is actually... I, I'd like to describe it as your internet in Teams. So it's just showing your SharePoint intranet as a button in Teams. But you can do that right now as well yeah. with issues. So right now, it's not showing your uh, navigation, for example. It's, it's terrible. You can show the page, which is awesome, but you don't have any navigation buttons. They're all gone. 
So with the Viva Connections bit, you actually have your navigation there. So you've got a fully working intranet or portal or SharePoint site or whatever in as a button on your left rail navigation in Teams. So that's the big part. And then you've got a few other well, let's, extra right, let's bits just, and bobs stick with that well. for a minute. So your big change that you're really impressed with is a navigation on the web page. And I'm starting to realize that I'm in the bit of a mood today. So you might oh, be in for okay. an interesting okay. podcast. What's wrong? You uh, no, 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 no. I heard some water and I was thinking that it might be raining, but it's uh, probably somebody emptying the bar. <gasps> oh, <laughs> so seriously so so this is called connections connections yes. all right cool and basically it's allowing you to run web pages it's more than that it's it's got extra bits and bobs for your sharepoint intranet as well okay. uh, things like that and they're they're also going to appear but it's 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 going to come one of these weeks so and it's free and it's and you don't have to pay for that bit exactly ah, exactly right. so that's gonna make teams even stronger so people don't have to because when they open up their their laptops in the morning they don't have to go to the company portal to see the news and stuff like that they can just work in teams and we've talked about this before how teams wants to be the one app to rule them all the one app that you do all your work in so now you can also see the news and and things like that all in teams as well okay so does it is it actually a pl attached to a team no no nope. so it's kind of free, free yeah it's, it's really URL. like an extra button there where that is a that's gonna show the whole portal inside teams neat yeah and is it your default sharepoint site you know sharepoint dot Domain name dot com or domain name dot sharepoint That's a good question. I don't know. I is think it, is it a it's, designated site? Well, I it's probably a site that you can uh, set up, uh, or it could be using your home site. One of the two. One we need to look at. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but I I believe I saw something about that you can set it up what site you wanted to show because it, at some point probably for those big multinational companies that we have the the customers that we have probably at some point you also want to have like a european portal shown for european people and the u.s portal shown for u.s people so well, they're also launching um, branding for office 365 now for yes. global entities so you yes. can have different yeah five of them i think yeah. you're right mm -hmm. so that's cool is the the new app bar going to actually be on this web page as well yeah, but it, that's not going to show. That's not going to show because then you'll just have two left hand, left rail menu things. So No, it would be dead cool if it could, wouldn't it? You'd actually get into that dimension where I can get to my favorites and my sites all from within MS Teams. Got to be the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I that's guess, all right. Anyway, I we don't your point. Yeah. Connections, Viva Connections. Yes, so that's Las number Vegas. one. Um, then we've got uh, Insights which is your combination of my analytics and productivity score and the whole the whole security nightmare that we all already know from Delph and from productivity score. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be there. Uh, that's going to come as well. Uh, so we also heard last year with uh, at Ignite uh, the um, thing that they're going to do with Headspace so that they're going to oh, yeah, give yeah. everyone like this tiny intro into headspace so that 
they can get more customers as well. Teach you I how to really yoga while you're networking and exactly. knowledge managing. Yeah, I okay. should have bought some uh, stock options from that. Shit. <laughs> oh, well. Hindsight. So, that yeah. would have been insider dealing. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's the second one. Um, I really am not sure how that's going to go, if that's going to be something that's going to be... It's either going to be huge or it's going to be a total flop. One of the two. It's because marketing. It's Microsoft caring for the people that we are yes. attracting into our yes. products that will melt their brains over a period of time. I know, but I, I can already... We both had some dealings with... German Workers' Council, for example. Correct. And yeah, they're going to be the people that we need to convince if we want to get but, this off the But what's ground. interesting is that it's a positive effect on people. So yes, yeah. we know that, hey, there are big brothers watching us and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's sold on the basis that this will make me feel better while working from home, blah, yes. blah, blah. Yes. So the Workers' Council can't really have too much of an argument with it because they're not then really defending and supporting their people. So... Maybe there's some politics here that, you know, you and yeah, I Yeah, well, it, it, this is really going to play down to politics. It, exactly. Is This is not a technical thing. This is a politics yeah. thing. Okay, so that's number two. Yes, So we exactly. have connections yes. and we have... Insights. Insights, thank yes. you. Yes, and then the third one is the uh, learning bit. Yes, the training stuff. Yes, so that's going to be pretty cool because they're also going to add their own learning pathways that you can install right now as well with bunch of free training that you can just upload to a SharePoint site right now as well. Oh, cool. And they're also going to put that in there. Uh, you'll get your uh, if LinkedIn learning if your company has that. Uh, all the other uh, sources of learning that your company now has a, has a connection with, they, you can all bring that in there as well. All running in Teams. All running in Teams. All running in an application that is so overcrowded already with knowledge and collaboration. Mm-hmm. So how the freaking heck are they going to be able to navigate around this? But anyway, that's another question to ask. Well, there's going to be some, some pretty cool things. For example, when you've got uh, a new person joining the company, you as the manager can say, okay, I think this person needs to do training number five, number seven, number nine. And you can actually give that or yeah, well, select those trainings and, and kind of point that person towards those yeah, trainings. The standard kind of training, yeah. planning and, and mapping. But yeah. I was thinking more about all these extra functionalities that are going to need extra menus and extra ways of getting to it. So that will be yeah. the really interesting stuff. Yeah. On, on, and again, we'll come back to adoption, I'm sure, on this mm -hmm. later. And that'll be yeah. there. So that's number three. And then yes. number four is... The connections. The connections. The project cortex knowledge management stuff. Yeah, exactly. So how come they didn't come up with a name that actually started off with the letters of all the different bits? So well being <laughs> V I V A. <laughs> hmm. Didn't we do a session, a podcast, <laughs> once about renaming office products? I think we did. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was a, an interesting subject. Talking about renaming, of course, Mesh is back. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Microsoft Mesh, the oh. best name for the sync tool that they cancelled. Oh, I don't know, I suppose it must have been five or six or 10 or 20 years ago or something. Something like that. Everybody was <laughs> yes. dead excited about it. Yeah. And now they obviously kept trademarking that name and now they're back again. Anyway. And I'm still Smash. having issues finding the business case for... I know. Oh, well, well. To be anyway. fair, let's, let's, just, let's just cover yeah. that a little bit because yeah. we, it's part of really where we're going to go with this stuff as, as well. Um, and the really important thing is why are they all four letters long? Mesh and Viva and no and team. And, no, no. And, no. The Illuminati. 
They're the ones <laughs> yes. behind it. Yes. <laughs> well, if you tip your teams upside down <laughs> and turn around backwards, you'll turn into a midget. Yep. Um, a small person. No, what's the official? <laughs> uh, let's not. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Oh, no. Wow, I am oh, in the no. mood today. Do not drink whiskey before you record a podcast. We uh, tasted something earlier. Yeah, that, but I uh, only brought five bottles of whiskey with me. So, <laughs> Yes. What was I talking about? I was trying to say... Um, I have no idea. Yes, I do. An organization is not one dimension, is it? It never it's is. Not, no. And even inside the organization, it's multiple dimensions. I fight all the time with with change managers and adoption people mm-hmm. because I like fighting. But but mainly about the fact that they kind of want to put everything in the same bucket. No, we can't teach them about templates in a document library. They would never understand it. These people yeah. only just could worked out how to put a table into Word. Yeah, some people have only just worked out, but there are other people that are going to Google and looking at what a content type is, never mind a template, implementing it on their site because they're site owners, Mm -hmm. and then phoning me up because they're screwed up because we didn't teach them or train them. Other people that are just so ahead of the game, not just on the technology, but on their use of it and their organizations. And so there's never a single dimension. So Having all of these new features and new ways of working just means, just allows people to progress in the organization at their own speed and utilize their own tools. And and that's the problem with over-governing, of course. And yes. We've talked about yes. that before yep. as well. Yep. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're the four things. Cool. So yep. the one you want to talk about most, though, is... It's topics. It's, it's really about how to... So let's say you're an organization. Let's say you've got you've do, been doing well, you've got 1,000 people in your organization. Let's a 1,000 people is a company that's doing well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, a small little finger too? <laughs> or is it just <laughs> adequate? No, no, but let's, let's just say, okay. You've, yeah. been do, you've been in business for, let's say, seven years. Uh, you've managed to get to 1,000 people. Okay, so... How are you going to retain all the knowledge inside people's heads? People are going to leave the organization. And once they've been working there for five years, they've done so many projects, they've, they've run so many things, and now they're leaving the companies. How can we retain that knowledge? And would topics be a good solution for that? That's my first question. Yes. Okay, what's your second question? <laughs> <laughs> no, but how, how do we need to get our organization so far that we actually want to see or do knowledge management? First of all, let me, okay, and I am playing devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. okay, partly because I seem to be enjoying myself. Um, I, you can tell I'm, I'm, I'm literally laying back on my chair here, <laughs> kind of chilled out. Um, uh, I don't believe that people keep things in their head. Okay. And I think that's the whole point of topics mm-hmm. is that people don't keep it in their heads. People want to share naturally. Mm, I'm not sure, but they certainly need it stored somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go as far as say they naturally want to share, although I think people do, but they don't subconsciously think, I must make sure more than those people can see this. That, that, mm-hmm. that I don't think they do. That is something that we have to teach them to do. But um, I'm fairly certain more people use OneNote and I'm fairly certain people make notes on 
you know, Word and PowerPoint, and they do presentations to explain paper. themselves. <laughs> they may even Ooh. do it on paper, yeah, like my Rocket Book that I can scan into into my OneDrive. So I believe that there is a lot of content out there, but the problem is that it stays with that individual, and people lose track. So, you know, I I think that we have since May of last year, and we have not even migrated half mm-hmm. the content across yet quarter of a million files yeah you know and people are still on their file shares mostly and we you know we've, we've we've not done those so i think people are eager to do it mm-hmm. we as a team as a collaboration team we have about 75 sites you know um i'm fairly sure i, think I'm, I am exaggerating but you know we have 15 libraries mm-hmm. and people just store it in the library that they think and we can never find the stuff Yep. And I think that's what Topics is trying to do. So I don't think it's about necessarily getting it out of people's heads. I think it's about putting, in my mind anyway, it's about linking it together in some way using the artificial intelligence and the Delve kind of technologies to actually create a story. That, mm-hmm. I think, is what this is about. There are still people that go, hey, yeah, now I've got it in my head or I've stored it on my OneDrive and nobody's going to yeah. see it because okay. I want to keep my job. But maybe that's what this is about. So Topics is actually about saying, hey, this is my Christmas tree lights. This is my Christmas tree. So come and put your decorations on it and we'll create something beautiful. Okay. Or am I being too way out there and left field? Because I'm making you think, I can tell. Yeah, but I think you're making me think because I think that's a brilliant answer. Uh, Because if... We're talking about knowledge management. There used to be this saying that 80% of knowledge is stored in people's head and it's tacit knowledge and we need to make it happen and written down and things like that. I think like that's that. very valid. It's very true. Yeah. But but I think that's only in some industries. So I think that's the lady... I apologize. It's the... <laughs> I am non-binary a, I am person. A, a, a vicious mood today. <laughs> I was going to say that it's. I'm not going to say it. Okay. It's the the person processing those invoices in finance, mm-hmm. over, and every single day for the last you know five years, they've gone through the process and they've worked out the cheapest way of doing it yeah. and the quickest way and the most efficient way, and they know where they're going. That's the tacit knowledge that yeah. is in the organisation, and that's what you potentially don't get out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm not so. So I do believe there is a large amount of tacit knowledge in there, but but you know, in the '80s, you basically was interviewed for a job because you had experience of building a car, and somebody else wanted that experience of building a car, um, and so they bought you because you knew that, and that what yeah. they tried to get out of people's head. But that that to me is all about an emotional drive for work. It's about. It's not. It's not necessarily about that knowledge. But I'm, again, I'm weird on this crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, because Volvo cars in the '90s, you know, um, really started to take off. Um, yeah. But that was because they stole the designer from BMW. So Volvos were bricks, you know, two yeah. in the front, four in the middle, and that was your Volvo car. And they couldn't get out of that mold, and they needed to bring in that emotive creativeness. So they stole the chief designer from BMW. Well, when they say stole, they offered him a packet load of money. And, and then, of course, now you have that Volvos. Works. No. That would work. That works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. so I think there's that level of knowledge as well, uh, which is actually part of the school level. But today, of course, we're so process-driven. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thought, though. So, but I think there's a lot of stuff created that we just don't know where it is yes 
and that would be the benefit of connections saying okay we don't care where it is we'll find it and we'll make it visible we we can somehow identify identify it because of that great algorithm we talked about earlier mm. because of i know these are the people you talk to i know what the role there is i can look at the type of content they generate i can talk about who they connect communicate with and who they meet with and hey i'm starting to build a story around this topic um, and and the connections around it. So now let me go and and search stuff, and let me bring it all together for you, and then that's where you hit the big problem. Okay, 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 okay. So that's all about people leaving the organization and leaving all the knowledge possibly behind or taking it with them. On the other hand, we've also got new people entering the company. We've got people fresh out of college that we're hiring as junior whatevers and they need to get up to speed really fast about all the stuff that's going on in the company so we as consultants for example we when we get a new customer we need to get up to speed to what that customer is doing right now where they want to go what is the structure? Who who does my boss respond to? What are his ideas? What are the boss's boss's ideas? Um, and how do we want to implement that? Do we need to focus on cost? Do we need to focus on R&D? Do we need to focus on yeah, what's the level of people? Things like that. I agree. I think there's a lot of stuff in there. But um, I was saying earlier, and and I think you missed it a little bit, which is fine. So I'll repeat it. I said... That's where the problem is. Because the problem is that a lot of that content is still locked away behind some kind of security door, behind some kind of, this site is only for these six people, mm -hmm. or I've stored it in my OneDrive. So when we get to adoption and change a little bit later on, a lot of this change we really need to get to is about people being a lot more transparent. And we're back to my wonderful agile stuff again. But, you know, being transparent to what they've got. And... Um, so that things like these intelligent tools can actually bring this stuff up. And then, of course, getting back to your point, which I think is really valid, it's one I'd not really thought about before, is that there's a, a way to use these tools to enhance creativeness in the organization by bringing in people's thoughts and ideas and creativeness. And I guess so things like the Canvas apps of Whiteboard and all that kind of stuff, potentially mm. linking some of that together would be truly amazing absolutely yeah because the reason why i'm i'm asking first the question around people leaving the organization and now people coming into the organization is i kind of want to find out what would be the best business case to sell connections to a customer like if we're a consultant so we want to go to a company and we want to say okay you need to have you need to buy this connections bit because this will help your dot, dot, dot. This will help this kind of issue that you have. So what is the issue that Topics is going to solve? Okay, devil's advocate coming out again. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh huh. I think if they know what the problem is, then they will have told you what the problem is. So you, <laughs> you know, if they know what the problem is, this is not going to help. Well, uh, I, I, I can vividly remember one of my past projects where I was brought in to see why projects are failing. And I 
went off to interview a bunch of people and to do the whole project. And then I went to the IT manager and present like, these are the five reasons why your projects are failing. And the response of that guy was, yeah, but I already know those five things. So I was hoping you would gonna give me something extra. And I hope you've enjoyed the review of uh, Moraine's last job. I think it was the podcast before last that he also explained how this yes. manager said to him. Yes. Didn't know. It was true. But, but it's exactly the point I was trying to make, I think, is that, that maybe this idea is that what we're trying to link together is the bits that we didn't link together before so if you know what the problem is the problem is this project's not working okay i yeah. don't i honestly don't think that viva's going to be brought in to fix that necessarily but if i am collaborating and finding content and trying to to work out a not necessarily work out a problem but you know i am looking at uh, why operationally we are still losing this amount of money and i don't have enough information then as I start to find the content that I created, that I know about, why do I want this to work? I want connections to link me to content that I didn't know about, that is going to add a different dimension in. And the problem is that I'm kind of driving that then. Mm -hmm. And of course, the idea of this is it, it's supposed to drive and present content to us. And so I think that yet we're not there yet but wouldn't it be cool that when an email arrives there's a pop-up box that says oh and uh, this subject that's being discussed here was also discussed at this meeting with john julie and sam and these are the minutes for that meeting and also there was a workshop by senior management and i'm 40 percent certain that um, that is also on this subject here now i can only do that if i have access to that content Mm -hmm. Same with somebody leaving, yeah? Somebody leaves, their OneDrive gets locked down. Yeah. Unless ma their manager can't see it. And so part of me says, hey, just hold on a second here. I know that Delve says, hey, you can only see the content you're allowed to see. But when are they going to work out that you can only see the content that you need to see? Because mm -hmm. that then really brings in the idea that this is adding value to me because it's providing the right content. Something like a SharePoint view, for example, where you say, just show me the active documents. Yes. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Some, exactly something like that without mm -hmm. putting the barriers in. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, when they're talking about how you adopt this kind of technology, um, and uh, because I decided to introduce the subject now, um, <laughs> we hadn't really kind of went, hey, let's talk about how we're going about, what about adoption? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Have I finished yes. this subject? Yeah. Uh, but but there's, 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 like every new technology, even though Microsoft's saying this is driven by intelligence and it's going to do this and do the other, and you were saying, I'm looking for a, that golden bullet to sell this. Yes. Um, uh, but uh, it's a little bit like looking for gold you think there might be gold in that field that you've bought, but until you actually dig in there and start digging around, you don't know. And so I wonder how much of this, and being very cynical, and I don't want to be, mm -hmm. because I do believe this will work. I really do believe it will work. But you need to sort of check that that's the right field that you're looking for gold in and that you've got a good reason for it. So making sure people put in some metadata, making sure that you're seeding these topics correctly with the right managed metadata 
making sure that people are not hiding their content and that they're more open and transparent. And I think those are the change in the adoption things that you've got to try and get into people's minds. And it's really difficult in in 60% of the organizations that are living with the idea of, no, that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's ours. That's our team data. Why should I share that with anybody else? Yeah. I, and I don't think that's very valid representation, but maybe it's just natural. Hey, this is our department site. And so we can put our embarrassing Christmas party photographs on there and know nobody else can see them. But we also put in all that other useful knowledge and information as well. Yeah. So that's a tough one to try and get around. I'm not sure exactly. what the answer is. So you're, you're actually, well, now it's my time to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Oh, no. So you're actually saying that we should open up as many SharePoint sites as possible so that we can all benefit from the possible knowledge that is in there. Um, no, you're, you're, <laughs> uh, you're completely wrong. Um, I think the answer here is it depends. Oh, oh wow. How the tables have turned, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Um, yes, I think that's obviously the case. Um, but when it comes to governance, you don't just tell people to stop putting security in place. You kind of have to really help them understand it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or topics kind of works in some kind of bypassing the security way and and tells you the content is there without actually letting you mm-hmm. see the content. Yeah. Maybe you need to talk to Dave and Dave might have... Maybe some knowledge that you might (laughs) be interested in. Dave knows. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yes. Cortana can go, Dave, he knows. (laughs) Go talk to Dave. Maybe it's time. Dave is now on his way to the coffee machine. Maybe you should. (laughs) Yes, that's where I was going to go. I've set up a meeting with Dave, but I like yours better. Dave is walking past the coffee machine. If you step out the door... Now you'll just bump into him. <laughs> Dave, my friend, I was just wondering where you're going with that new tank design. How did you know I was working on a tank design? <sighs> Intuition. Yeah. There you go. Now little, you go a little sell that bird to the told me. <laughs> a little bird told me. Yeah. Your future customers will love you for this. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very mission impossible kind of do, stuff. Do, yeah. Do, do, do. Take two steps forward, one step left. Yes. Yeah. Watch out for the laser in front of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, it is an interesting one, though, I have to say. No, but I'm, I'm really trying to, to see what would be a golden business case for a company that says, we're struggling with X and that we would say, okay, connections might be the answer for that. I, can, I have got one or two here that might get you started. So let's try these for Please a, for share. a bit. Please share. No, yes. I, I will. I will share everything. Um, if a company is brilliant at communications within their organization, sharing everything and where they go, let's assume they're at 100%. Mm-hmm. How many companies have you worked for that get beyond 60 Mostly small organizations. Yeah, small because group they're, they can yeah. shout to listen to each other across exactly, the office. Exactly, yes. Let's go with your thousand-person yeah. organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does everybody in that organization know what everybody else is doing? No. No, of course Should not. Should they? Well, but maybe that's what this brings. 
Yeah. So where where you're failing because you're too busy to communicate or your town halls have stopped being happening because you don't have time or, be, you know, you're now working from home so you don't pull everybody into a meeting room on such a regular basis, then that's where this fits in. So we connect the data for you and put stuff in there that you would normally have connected together face-to-face -face mm -hmm. in a brainstorming meeting room, but we get you started. So yeah. may maybe it's saying, as you get bigger and your communication starts to drop off, mm -hmm. then that's where Viva Connections actually starts to bring in and prompts people for those connections. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay. So that's, that's one area. And the second area I was, I was thinking about was Agile, and, and this was mine yesterday, and, and the old backlog mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So um, just so, so that everybody understands, and I know you do. So, you know, I, I have a tribe, and in a tribe I have squads, um, and there are features that are built so that a feature takes several sprints to manage, and features are built into epics. And an epic is a yearly goal. So mm -hmm. this year we are going to replace our time card machine so that we incorporate all of our production aligned to it so that we know who's working on what production so we can get a real view of cost. Not something you do in a day, a week, a no, month. No. Okay. So exactly. that's the epic. And then the no. feature's broken down into what data am I getting out of my um, card systems? Well, how are people filling in their time? How are we recording production time against a particular item all this data is in there but it's not really in data as much as in documents meetings times boards on the wall so we build these features up now if that's done across businesses and we now have the ability to link these together against those epics and features then maybe there's also a, a, a topic subject here for want of a better description, that's saying, hey, do you know what your organization's strategy is? Look, here it is. Because they've been able to scan through all of that data and find the links and the stories and who's connecting together. So maybe there's a way of being able to take that kind of confusing content that is intrinsically linked, but we don't see those connections. But again, it all depends on whether you're seeding this stuff properly with... with uh, you know, the appropriate security. So anyway, two weird, wild ideas. The first one, I'm fairly certain it will improve communication in the organization. The second one, I think, uh, if it's done well, it will improve access to content you didn't know existed, which, of course, is the whole point of this, which is the bit we go wow about. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a drink now. Good. I, yeah. I, I have some Because you actually gave me a really cool idea for one of my customers. Yeah. Okay. We're working around a number of topics and... If we would set up something like a, a poor man's connections, like just some pages that would bring in all that content from different places that is that are tagged with that same topic, then we could all bring that into one really nice dashboard page. And that's where this is all coming to. It's all about having that taxonomy in the organization because otherwise it, you, it, this is not going to work. And it's not just because it links these these words together so 
you you and I in the organization, we have so many things that we cross over. If we think back to where we were in the companies we've worked for together, you know, you talk to different people, I talk to different people, uh, but there's points we cross, there's points we meet. It's the same with everybody else. So we, we have that data, and it's solid. It's stored in your outlook, your communications, your chats, and everything else. That's brilliant. What we don't have, and, and we have, sorry, let me just finish off. So, and then we have silos of content that I have created. So I've created these reports and these documents about my projects or about the work I'm doing. And you've done the same. John's done the same. Judy's done the same. It's a bit like those searchlights that, you know, shine up above our heads. But without something, some network linking those searchlights together in some way, then we're mismatching what we know happens around here, but the data itself is not there. And so I think it's absolutely crucial that, you know, um, that taxonomy that that metadata that managed metadata is driven through the organization and defaulted it doesn't need to be something that everybody has to do each time but you know work it on a site basis we're doing we've got site metadata now and site properties and site labels then potentially we can start going well i've just stored that into that document into that site and that site is tagged with this and hey so and so is talking about the same subject over there using Da, 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 da. then all of a sudden I've got a connection that you would never ever make. I've got a connection that you would never have made. So I think uh, metadata is, is important as well. Yeah. And would that be something you start off with? With saying, okay, if we want to manage knowledge into our organization, do we first need to come up with a big set of knowledge topics that we want to talk about? How do you start a brainstorm session off? Just to know, there's 10 of you in the room and you have to fix... You have a certain question that you need to resolve. Yeah, you have a question or you say, hey, everybody list all the problems we're having this week. Yeah. So you've, you, everything gets seeded in some way. Mm -hmm. It has to. Yeah. Otherwise it doesn't exist. Mm. So I think any knowledge system is the same. So it has to be seeded somehow. And, of course, if you have something that's globally, so it's seeded with the same descriptive keywords like a, a managed metadata, then um, I think you're quids in. Yeah. And it's not difficult. I I created I create these all the time. Now, mm -hmm. That's not true. That's, I'm kind of blowing my own trumpet. So, you know, I've created them often. Mm -hmm. And they're really about just starting off with all the words you think you need and then getting the right people around a table and... And saying actually that means this, or we use that word for this, uh, and then within some definitions, yeah, for, yeah mm -hmm. four or five hours, it's kind of filtered down. And there's there's a number of card methods you can use to try and get the keywords and stuff, but they old hat. Nowadays, you're good to go. Or of course, you could just use your search terms that are, are used in the organization. Yeah. Yep. So you could do that, and you can uh, also, of course, use any enterprise keywords that. Uh, that you want to sort of put into place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. 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 I've got, I've got it. How do you say that? I've got a good set of answers here. Excellent. Do I get my usual percentage? Of course. Yeah. Uh, superb. And it, does it happen to come out of a bottle? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> how else? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Look at that. 45 minutes in. Have you got all your questions done yet? You wanted to do Fever Las Vegas. I haven't done it for 20 minutes. I just felt no, I had to. True. Yes. But it's actually, the more I think about this, the more I love the word. 
topics. So no, Viva, you Viva. pillow. Okay. The product name. <laughs> what we're talking about. Yes. Because it it has that. Because I'm sitting singing this silly song. Of course, it's going back to uh, uh, a number of things. I've just realised a boob's blown above your head. Have you blown one of my boobs? I have not blown anything yeah. in in this house. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Yes, we'll just cut that bit out, maybe, <laughs> or maybe not. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> um, now that I'm afraid my comedy, stand-up <laughs> comedy head is now kind of wanting to follow that conversation. No. Um, but it, it's a good thing that we've got clever name, yes. people with clever naming conventions, because if we would leave it up to the British, it would just be called Hurrah. Hurrah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. What, what? So something blackadderish <laughs> like hurrah. But but I was going with this Viva thing as I keep play, saying around this word. I mean, obviously Las Vegas is a party town, but I was I'm also thinking about Brazil and carnival. So oh. it brings this carnival and it brings that connectivity of all those people, you know, for that common subject and all those different floats and that Viva and the excitement of a new idea. And so I think this is quite a good name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's certainly better than Mesh for VR. <laughs> Something so futuristic, augmented reality, meetings as if they're in the back of your head, and we're going to call it Mesh. <laughs> yeah. They'll come up with a better Microsoft idea once mesh. we once we get to that. I get point. it. I yeah. get where they're coming from. But yeah. uh, and uh, did you watch it in VR? You didn't watch it in VR. I you did couldn't not. get it connected. No, no I didn't watch uh, Ignite. Uh, Have you spoke to anybody that did watch that VR thing in nope. VR? No. Nope. I did. I, I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. And I, and I was, I kind of wish I'd gone and bought a headset just to try and get it set up. But I know that I would never have actually spent the time setting it up. No. But but in the bit where they're in the VR section, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, there wasn't a sign that says, put on your 3D specs now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm going, have they started? Uh, and of course, listeners, dear listeners, this assumes that you actually watched the uh, Ignite uh, keynote last week. Last week, yeah, the week before yeah, yeah. last when mm-hmm. you hear this. Anyway, so yeah, put on your 3D for now. But then I was also looking at the avatars that were watching. Yeah. And the guy happened to say, it's so cool seeing your applauds and smiles from your avatars. And I'm going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was 33 avatars in the audience. So is that representative of everyone or was one avatar 200 people or were there really only 33 people with vr headsets i've on? got no idea so, i, I love the idea would, of it yeah. i love the concept and bringing in james cameron i thought was uh, a yes, really nice touch. that was a brilliant, so, uh, brilliant and, and and it was really good because when i woke up in the middle of that i'm going oh look it's james cameron <laughs> and so, no no i'm being horrible i am being horrible i i'm in yeah, one of those moods but it, today it's it was kind of the whole thing was kind of far-fetched. I get it. The, the focus was on Azure last few times and how we really need to connect data and, and very nitty-gritty stuff. And now it's very, it was very hippie kind it of was, thing. It was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, like flowers and, and you can walk around and jump. And flower in your head. Yes. And there's a, yeah. there's a, 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 a shark floating by. That was cool. Oh. Okay. Can you, do you, have you ever been in any meeting in the last five years with a group of people that would appreciate sitting at the bottom of the ocean having the meeting in I can't think of any group that would enjoy that 
<laughs> no. Maybe once for a gimmick. It's like the together mode in teams. That's fun for like five minutes. Everybody laughs like, hey, I can touch this guy. Yeah. I, I, I have to tell you, I had somebody at work today that came and went, I love this together mode. And I'm going, it's the first time you've seen it. Okay. Yes. yes. I'm failing here. Oh. Uh, on the, the adoption team's failing here. Oh, you are in the adoption team. Oh, 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 oops. 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 Yeah, no, mm. but because it's, yeah. it, we're, we're a, a different house, so I, mm -hmm. I do get that. But it, yeah, I saw that and thought, yeah, it's cool. But I was just thinking here, and I was, I was doing a Viva moment. So I'm now in my virtual reality Microsoft Mesh Teams room having a meeting, and Cortana keeps coming in going, oh, I found this. What do you think about this, guys? Um, oh, oh, look, look, we've got this and this topic here. And then I can kind of imagine that you would need that three-dimensional space if you're trying to bring all those connections into one place. Mm -hmm. So maybe Microsoft are not as silly as you think they are and uh, they know what they're doing. Oh, it's the furry pussycat. We're in a house of animals, as you guys know, and we're now being a servant leader to my furry pussycat as yes. we let her out the door. Cool, cool, cool. That particular pussycat was, did a very pussycat thing this last night, so she meowed at the window at 4 a.m. in the morning. And uh, You threw your shoe out? No, no, no. I, f I sleep through this okay. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my beautiful lady um, this morning said... I got a gift at 4 a.m. this morning and, and showed me a dead mouse that the cat had brought in as Aww, a present yeah. for letting her in at uh, 4 a.m. in the morning. Aww. Very cat thing. <laughs> yeah, Very, very knowledge sharing. If I could find a good link on that one, but mm. no, nope, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got in this space? I think we've really explained to people these these. Viva product and yeah. we've talked around yeah. where we think we can sell it yeah. and not sell it and I and I, I do think it's the first step of a journey and I, I'm kind of excited about combining this Mesh and Viva stuff together I kind of I can imagine Minority Report may well be a reality yes but when because Minority because. Report was 10 years ago oh longer longer yeah so We've seen, and definitely last few years, we've seen some incremental progress in VR. I mean, VR headsets have now become more commoditized. We've, yeah, there's a close. lot of really cool games uh, out there for VR as well. We now have the, the, the new uh, Oculus headset, for example. Um, when, when do we get something like this? production ready in the office that we can all use but but i think the trap you're falling into and i hope i'm if i'm wrong please shout at me but the the trap you're falling into is that we're thinking about the office being the office that we were used to in the last two years this is the office this is where i've worked for the last year you're standing in it and i've been doing banking work and I don't think the office that we know is actually the same office anymore. So mm. the, the virtualization of our workspace is going to be real. So maybe the time is now for this VR stuff. And yes, it's expensive and we get that. But 
the ability to get that data in a non-structured manner, that content in a non-structured way. I don't have to go to a filing cabinet anymore to be able to take the piece of paper out. In, in our virtual mind, we go, okay, how can I find this content? And of course, I've been talking about ages with SharePoint spaces going, I want my document library to look like a bookshelf. It doesn't need to look like a bookshelf. It can actually look like a pin board with post-it notes on it, and I see my content there. Outlook and spaces. Outlook spaces, <laughs> yes. I know. But, but, but then I should go beyond it. Yeah. I should be able to dive down it, and I think that's where a lot of this stuff is going to go to. At the moment, Microsoft is selling this in the context that we know, which is a SharePoint page with a subject, with a known subject, and then it brings this stuff in. <clears throat> but, but how in my mind... Am I going to accept something completely left field? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of going to go, no, 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 no. That doesn't logically fit in here. But I actually need to, to create a, something. I'm going to, just while you're looking at me and, and laughing at me, I'm going to pull out something that I bought many, many years ago. Uh, Roger Van Hook's Creative Whack Pack. Oh, yes. You showed me that before. Okay. Yeah. So... What that is supposed to do is to go, hey, I need a new idea, and you pull it out, and it says, imagine that you're dealing with the problem now while you're unpacking an orange, and you can smell the orange as you think about, and the idea, of course, is it takes your brain on a different direction. Maybe that's where this needs to go, and the organizations need to change to be that open to take that, not to think of a left-field idea, but to be presented with a left-field idea based upon what, Viva is going to be able to deliver. And if that comes floating towards me in a VR space, because now my ideas are kind of floating around me, and I'm, you know, maybe this is where this is going to go to. And have I gone too far? Yes, okay. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I like it. I like it. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we need to go to Campbelltown. I think so as well. Definitely. Yes. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed yeah. this. This was yet another two seconds before we started what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And uh, you came up with some really neat uh, questions and ideas. And I was in just a silly old mood. So it, it went all over the place. Oh, it's good. But I think, I think we're really... We, we, I think this the, the question about what is the business case for Viva Topics is really a question on a lot of people's head like why do i want to do this how could this solve issues and what kind of issues would this solve beyond the obvious and that's why i like talking to you because you always give answers not the answers that i expect but something deeper something more something more further along fortunately it's the way my brain works Yes. So, yes. But I, I really am quite silly excited about the combination of Microsoft Mesh and Topics, because Topics is not going to be structured. I know it's sold as structured, but it's mm -hmm. really not going to be structured. Campbelltown. Where's yes. Campbelltown? Campbelltown is in the middle of Scotland. Yeah, somewhere kind on the the left hand, hand side. Yeah. Somewhere you've got this this penis like thing falling, <laughs> and that's Campbellton. Yeah. That's and it used to be, uh, I saw a video about that, it used to be the epicenter of whiskey making in Scotland. They used all the big distilleries or a number of, uh, over 30 distilleries used to be in Campbellton. Is that right? Yes, but the problem is at some point they were making so much whiskey, they were actually making over 90% of the whiskey. I remember this. 
And the problem was that they were making so much mediocre whiskey that everybody kind of said, me, me. So they went, all went out of business. Yes, we talked about this on the Whiskey It Is podcast yep. when, on the journey number one. Yep. And we introduced the independent bottler because of yep. that very reason that they exactly. felt they could do better whiskey. So they bought the spirit and, yep. and matured it themselves. Yep. Because uh, the, big, uh, the big benefit of Campbellton is that they have direct access to the ocean. A direct access for boats to uh, take their stuff away, to ship it everywhere that they want. Yes. So in 1832, it quickly became known as the whiskey capital of the world. Exactly. And everybody knows I've just read that from a website. Yes. They just did, I, need to, <laughs> I need to be more relaxed mm. when I do that, doesn't I? Yeah. But what I, I did find about this, I read this earlier, but it's over 400 years they've been making whiskey over there. Yeah. All right. So we're going to drink uh, a whiskey that uh, is from one of the sample packs that, uh, that I buy. And it's got a bit of a story to it. So it's a, a Glen Scotia. Um, and they, I had a great surprise a few weeks ago because I, I, my mother bought me one for Christmas last year, yep. a little miniature Glen Scotia bottle that I kind of threw to the back of the shelf, and I took it with me away for the weekend, took a few shots, and I went, yeah, I'll take a few of those, and uh, I was blown away by it. It's the Glen Scotia Victoriana, which we're not actually going to look at now at Taste Today. So this is the, but it's, uh, put it on everybody's list, it should do. This is the, the double cask. Um, so that means bourbon and sherry? Uh, it does actually mean bourbon and sherry. Yes, I know. This is my new urge. So it's uh, a, it's a Pedro Zeminez. Is that how you pronounce that? Pedro Jimenez, I think. Or something yes, like that. Yes, that, I can yeah. live with that. Uh -huh. So yes, it, it's basically uh, first fill bourbon and then uh, sherry. About two thirds, one third. So okay. that's what they say. Okay, and okay. it's lot, got lots of gold medals and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Good. yes, so Glen Scotia. Uh, have you tasted this before whilst I pour I, it? I have. I have. And uh, I have to say it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not mind-blowingly good, but it is pretty good. Um, You're driving again, aren't you? Yeah. That means I'll take the bigger glass. Yes, that's okay. That's okay. I also like the name. Glen Scotia. It kind of has a, has this this mature ring to it. Like, yes, we know what we're doing. There we go. I'm back yeah. at the microphone now. Mm -hmm. I like the color. It has a very warming sort of Warm dark glow. amber color. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely at that stage. Yeah. Very fruity. You smell the uh, the the um, sherry cask. Interesting. Because I was about to say, yeah. I get so much bourbon out of this. Oh, that's weird. Okay. It is yeah. weird, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But it's the vanilla that I can spell. Yes. I think that's why it's reminded me of the uh, of the bourbon. But it's not a strong nose, is it? It's not a overpowering. No, it is. I think it is. Wow. We're I, on yes. opposite sides of paper <gasps> Oh, today. no. Let's taste some more. Yes. <laughs> Let's bring out everything. Yeah. No, I, I do think it's it's a very distinct well not not very distinct but it's a very it's a very typical nose. Yeah. It's a smooth whiskey though. It is. Yeah. So is this? Do we know any of the uh, alcohol percentage, uh, unchill filtered stuff like that? All that we want the details, do we? Yeah. So it's a no age whiskey that we do know. Yeah. Um, it's forty six percent. So it must be unchill filtered uh, then. Yeah. 
Uh, no, no, no. It doesn't say it's unchilled, so I'm guessing it's chilled filtered. Uh, I'm. I honestly think this is a standard kind of produced whiskey. Mass marketed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mass which marketed. is not necessarily a problem. No, it's not a bad thing either. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, we we the color here. I'm, I'm reading a few websites here for some taste here. So, uh, what do we get? So I get. Um, Ooh, yes. I get bourbon. They tell me I get bourbon. So okay. I, I beat you there on the bourbon. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I get that. And then uh, sweetness with a hint of mint on the palate. Now I've told you mint. Isn't it amazing that when you read this yes. stuff, you suddenly taste it? I just yes, love that yes. idea. Um, and then the sherry's at the end. I'm watching Moran taste this as he as he considers the taste on his tongue and thoughtfully mm-hmm. looks at the microphone. Yeah. He then says something profound like grass. Grass. <laughs> I taste smoke grass. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. It's a very short finish though, so it wouldn't be one of my favorite whiskies. No, but this is a drinker's whiskey. This is something mm. that if you're really looking to get hammered uh this is this is something that will do and if i go to a bar and if i only see glenn scotia next to the default jack daniels and johnny walkers this would be my go-to to get properly drunk yeah. yeah but i think i want to make sure and let people know that it really is a step above those other whiskies mm, it, it, mm-hmm. as, as a whiskey it, no, is, uh, no, it is a nice drink definitely absolutely yes and it's a chewable whiskey so yes. it, it's could have uh, got some body behind it. Yeah, it, good it oily. Is, uh, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, well, I, I agree with that. Ah, yeah. So there you go. So Glen Scotia, um, it is the um, double cask. Yeah. So basically, what happens is they stick off of it. Uh, they put it into um, a bourbon cask. It's a, a first fill bourbon cask um, for about a third of its life. Um, and then they put it into a sherry cask to finish it off, um, which is nice because it means it's not overly sweet in terms of where it's coming from, and and you really don't lose that bourbon. So, uh, yeah, it's really very, very nice, yeah. and it's a Campbelltown whiskey, so it's coming from sort of central Scotland. Surprisingly, it doesn't get a little salty in terms of... Uh, no, it doesn't, it, and, and if I just... Put a little drop of water in there, and that actually brings out that bourbon flavor to me. Yes, it does. Which is good, because most of the whiskeys that I taste, if they're only finished in a sherry cask, they most of the time bring a lot of that sherry oomph flavor, which is kind of feels a little bit hollow. So yeah. I, to me, I rather like whiskeys that have been stored for six months in bourbon, uh, six years in bourbon and six years in a sherry cask, because that kind of gets that sherry flavor more entrenched into the actual flavor and not just as a little layer on top of it. Yes, you're right. Adding water makes it more bourbony. And it extends the finish. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Two drinks in one mm-hmm. with or without water. Price point is not too bad. Um, so it's uh, certainly a, a drinkable whiskey. So it's the Genclosier. It's good whiskey. I can't say it anymore. <laughs> you can always tell a good whiskey when you can't pronounce it after the yes. first glass. So but it's Glen Scotia double cask. It's a single malt, uh, no age whiskey. And uh, yeah, Moren and I, 
I think we probably like this. Mm-hmm. Well, we we very rarely don't like it. No, but of course. It's it's yeah. not a smooth whiskey. It's uh, it's got a great fruity sherryness about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop of water makes the finish go on and on, and the nose is a little light. Yeah. Cool. What a great I podcast. Yeah, I, I can enjoyed live with this. that. Yeah. Yeah. What a good night. We uh, had no idea where we were going to go with this. We knew we wanted to hit some subjects, and Moraine came up with Viva. And uh, so, yeah, I think we've got some good business cases. We hope we've given you some good ideas on on how you could use it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take some research, though. This is, you know, it's yes. not the kind of thing that you're going to buy, turn on and say, off you go, guys, the way you are. No. Um, I think this is going to have a lot of organizational aspects to it. <laughs> It is, and yeah. and it's not an easy change either. No, so no. the adoption side of things are, are going to be quite strong, yeah. in term and and security need to be involved as well. Secure, so, yeah, so many actually, the whole business needs to be involved uh, yeah. because if you're bringing certain topics around HR or topics around R and D, topics around production, topics around whatever, yeah, yeah. So I I think it uh, if you're going to go down this line, which I think actually you should at some point think about doing this. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you're going to need to think about your governance around everything in terms of access and control and making yeah. stuff available. Um, but don't get me wrong, okay? If you're a senior executive in the organization with, with access to senior strategic documentation, then your topic fields are going to be in that space, you yeah. know? And your peers and the people you deal with and the sites you access and the content you share will be around where you live. If you're uh, an engineer who is, you know, supporting the business in their creation of SharePoint sites and the process of collaboration and and, uh, process management, then you will pick up that kind of topic information. So, you know, as long as on a level, so so that's another aspect I've not thought about. You know, you really need to think about your peer-to-peer level Mm -hmm. at a security perspective and then obviously the high-profile stuff. Uh, is a is a is a column inside that. Oh. Hmm. That is a subject for another podcast. Exactly, I think so. Cool. This needs some thinking and strategy about. Yeah, which is cool. Bad for Microsoft because they just want to sell you five euros per head per month. Mm-hmm. But actually, you need to uh, to think about this. I can feel another presentation, or at least an update on our uh, existing project Cortex now. Viva Las Vegas presentation. Yes. Actually, I know the theme tune for the presentation now. <laughs> Does it involve Hawaiian skirts and these, uh, was, was that the flower flower bracelets? You things? really don't uh, know Elvis Presley, do you? That's just no, one of his. I do, of his, I do. Yeah. But that was, one that for was, the that money, was... two for the show, a three again. Ready now, go, cat, go, but don't you. All right. Okay, okay. guys, yes. I'm going to stop being so nutty. Um, thank you for listening. I have enjoyed this. Uh, the whiskey at the end was actually particularly nice because mm-hmm. it's been sitting on my shelf for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, I grabbed it tonight and said, let's do this one. So, Glen Scotia. But the main subject has been Viva. Uh, we've done more than an hour, but I think actually everybody will find something of interest in this uh, podcast today. And yep. uh, Moraine has obviously got some ideas, which is all good news, and I hope those ideas have done you well. And as Always, I start off with, hey, Moraine, episode 55, and Moraine says goodnight. Thank you all for listening to episode 55. 
please feel free to share our podcast to any other person that might be in this Office 365 space or might be a whiskey lover. Uh, don't forget to check out our Whiskey at Ease uh, YouTube series. Uh, we've, we are two, uh, two videos in. Uh, the third one is on the way. Uh, we're recording tomorrow, uh, well, uh, last week, Wednesday, um, if you're listening to this. So um, we're going to have lots of fun. Um, we're going to enjoy lots of really cool whiskies. Um, and yeah, talk to you very soon. Ciao. If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road? That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass. And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh, Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next time, Moraine, on the next Office 365 Mystery.